chism. I've just 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 chism. Ciao, Fudgebaggers. Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. I'm Adam Creep and Chiz. And I'm Steve Creep and I'm rolling on ecstasy. Because we're watching 2020's Faith Under Fire, much like our own faith and the faith of all Christians and around the world. Yeah, and even the Muslims. No. <laughs> Their faith is under fire. We don't care. That's not what this is about. <laughs> What about the Chinese? Sure. Well, they better be Christian or else get the get the F out of here, as the WWE used to say. I think you're literally putting their faith under fire. <laughs> what about all those witches that were burned at the stake? Their faith was under fire. So were their feet. Mm-hmm. Literally. And figuratively. <laughs> oh, the coals. Ooh. Do you think they, like, let it simmer down so it was just coals, so the heat, like killed them instead of the fire uh I, that's not as entertaining but no. it makes more sense yeah if you want to torture someone sure you burn them over coals not over an open flame <laughs> well it's entertaining in the long run because the oxygen probably runs out and the heat is just a problem instead of the fires well that was such that was the big mistake that they made in angels and demons where they they put a big bonfire under fire pope and didn't instead of, they should just put a bunch of hot coals under fire pope and then that would have got them the fire pope really should have saw it coming. Yeah, he should have saw Tom Hanks killing him coming. We didn't even, we didn't talk about that in that episode, but Tom Hanks does kill that man. He lowers one of the chains that he's chained up and drops him into the fire, causing him to die faster. So it is his fault. Yeah, he has people's souls on his soul. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a real Well, there's two kinds of people. There are good souls and assholes, and uh Tom Hanks is one of those. <laughs> that's a t-shirt <laughs> well that's a Frank D'Angelo saying I can't take credit for that that's a Frank D'Angelo staple ah steal it man we could put the first part on the front and then the Tom Hanks part on the back hey it's a real make that's seven good. up yours yeah go to Florida yeah you want to hear another Frank D'Angeloism uh, give it to me uh, the bone or the, t- the tongue doesn't have any bones but it can break them <laughs> like uh, by word uh, I think he's just talking like, about, like, muff diving too hard and shattering a pelvis is what I'm guessing, anyway. Oh, he's not, like, being poetic? Like, the the art of the spoken word can damage? I mean, he's he's being as poetic as a dirty limerick is poetic. <laughs> I like to uh, put my tongue in somebody's brachial plexus and just go to town and see if I can F up their shoulder. That's a good call. Yeah, I try to work it into those intercostals and loosen up those rib muscles. Oh, yeah, you got to r- loosen up your ribs. Everybody out there, if you're not loosening up your ribs, you're dumb. Yeah, that's true. You having trouble breathing? Loosen up your ribs. Yeah, breathe more. Yeah, d- d- can in- swallow bleach. If only we could just swallow bleach and, you know, get rid of all of our problems. I mean, it would. You'd If you swallowed bleach, you'd have no Enough. problems for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be slurping up the stew the rest of your life. Hey. You're not going to be able to swallow for weeks. Speaking of slurping up the stew, we got to get to the pure boy's prayer. Yeah, we do. Clap. God, God bless, bless our podcast, podcast please. please. God, God bless, bless all podcasts, podcasts please. please. 
We, we love, love you, please. Amen. Amen. Please. Or a woman. Or a woman, oh, please. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hey. Amen, brother. Amen to you, Adam Creep. Hey, God bless your family. <laughs> God bless all of your family. Well, my family's all dead. Thank you very much. Well, God bless them. Well. Maybe they'll go to heaven now. If you, God bless somebody that's already dead and they're in hell, can you get them to heaven? I don't think so. I feel like, like Hitler? God. <laughs> I mean, maybe. If that worked, then he'd probably be up there. Yeah, by now. All those, uh, you know, people from Oklahoma praising Hitler. Well, <laughs> is that something in the news? I don't know. I don't follow current events. Is that something Kevin Sorbo's tweeting about? No, but I wanted to come up with a state from the United States. Okay, yeah. And of America? related to Nazis in my head. Sure. Uh, the Oklahoma skin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is not a political the podcast. The famous Oklahoma skinhead. Yeah, what's his yeah. name? Belts, metal. His name is Belts Metal. That's a cool ass name. That's a that's a metal name, bro. I like that. That's a really cool name, yeah. Hi, I'm Belts. But when I'm thinking of Oklahoma skinheads, I'm thinking about Belts and Metal. When I'm thinking of Oklahoma skinheads, I'm thinking about the Kevin Sorbo tweet. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not at that yeah. segment yet. We got no, other we segments. Gotta we gotta do. We gotta do a tight uh, hour today. Yeah, we gotta do a tight hour. There's no time for horsing around talking about Nazis. We gotta do a yeah. tight, tight, tight hour. Yeah, we got to get to the Kevin Sorbo tweet of the week. Yeah, there's no effing around on this episode. We're not wasting any time. It's got to be tight. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, we're not wasting any time on this episode. No, and this is not a political podcast. It. This is like where it's thin and tight, all right? So I have an important question that I got to ask you, and it's super important. And uh, that question is, Steve Creep, whomst was the beggar Vance of... Inferno? Nailed it. Inferno! Oh my god, I looked up Angels and Demons on my IMDb. I can't believe it. I mean, we, I mean, yeah. From the way last episode went, sure, of course, we've already purged Inferno from our minds. Illuminati, more like Illuminati. Ooh, I'm a bit of an Illuminati. (laughs) I would have to say the Beggar Vance of Inferno is Dante. (laughs) Why? Uh, because of Dante's Inferno. Like you're talking, no, you're talking about the main character of Clerks, Dante. No, no, I would never talk about Clerks mm. on this podcast. Clerks too. So anti-religious. Hey, at the end of Clerks three, <laughs> spoiler, haha, got you, bitch. What? Got you, bitch. You got me, bitch. That's <laughs> not nice. Nah, fuck you. To re- watching that. Nah, it sucks. Fuck you. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> The amount of joy you get. Out. Is that your bigger Vance? Uh, no. Inferno? You haven't asked? At the end of Clerks 3? I mean. Got you, bitch? No. My... <laughs> yeah, sure. It was going to be Botticelli's buttocks, but it can no, be. No, that's good. It yeah. can be at the end of Clerks 3. That's fine by me. That's that. At the end of Clerks 3 is my bigger Vance of Inferno. You gave the reason? Yeah. Randall earlier in Clerks 3 and then uh. they decide to and then at the end of the movie Don two like people if... oh it's because it's uh, prevalent it's because Kevin Smith yeah. write what you know so he wrote yeah. he wrote 
that's how he punches it up. But whatever happens in his life, he does one more. <laughs> this guy wears one hockey jersey. Well, this guy's going to wear two hockey jerseys. <laughs> Fun segment. Good segment. Maybe one of our best. Yeah, maybe one of our best, but I was legitimately looking forward to seeing that movie someday. I'm sure, and... I'm sure you were. <laughs> the fact that a comedy movie has been spoiled for me should not ruin my day, but <laughs> it has ruined my day. The, the joy I have right now. Yeah. You get joy out of my suffering. In utterly ruining. <laughs> We're not editing that at all no, no, when it comes no. out. I'll edit out me saying fuck you. I'll edit I'll yeah. bleep that. But, you, like, yeah. leaving the spoilers in, of course, because that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. You should bump up the levels during the spoilers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good call. So you can't... Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll, I'll copy that spoiler, and then I'll just put it somewhere else in the episode, uncensored, <laughs> so that people, people are like, oh, I don't so want to hear censored. it. Well, it will be. And then yeah. later on, at, like, the 48-minute mark, I'll just drop in <laughs> the end of Clerks 3, and then we'll keep going. <laughs> And that's the crux. That's the crux. That's the crux of the whole thing. Yeah, and we're leaving this in, too. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to censor that time when I spoiled it. No, no. We are wildin' today. We are out in these streets. Maybe we're going to do Dogma at some point. Maybe. Uh, I never want to see Dogma again, kind of. Oh, okay. What about Red State? That's another. That's a religious movie. We could do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll see, see that every day. John Goodman, how could you not? Mm -hmm. I think he's in that. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I is it time for everyone's favorite segment? Yes. The Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week. Kevin! How has Hunter Biden not been arrested yet? All right. Great segment. Tight. Tight. <laughs> We're keeping it tight. I don't want to talk about the time that it came out at 5.13 p.m. on January 25th, 2023 with 1.2 million views. Wow. For Kevin Sorbet, that's a standard day at the Twitter office. Yeah, that's a lot of views, yo. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Should we jump back into the segment here? I'll jump ahead a little bit. Just there. That's a lot of views. Wow, that's a lot of views, Kevin. Great. <laughs> Uh, what does he mean? Hunt, why hasn't Hunter Biden been arrested yet? For uh, what? There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about Hunter Biden and his laptop and uh, the things he's done behind uh, closed doors. Drugs when he was young and probably super rich. And alcohol when he was an adult. Yeah. And then loving his dad after that. So exactly what Kevin Sorbo did. Yeah, drugs, loving his dad. Yeah, going yeah. to California and then hating it. Yeah, of course. I wonder what Kevin thought of Mike... No, not Mike Pence. Uh, who is the president? Oh, I think you meant my pants. Oh, yeah, what did he think of my pants when I met him at a convention or something? Yeah, this is probably like groovy, baby. Groovy pants, baby. Well, I was wearing bell-bottoms with big oversized flowers on them. I hear bell-bottoms are back. I hear Jinko jeans are back. Yeah. Flare jeans, Jinko jeans, Jinko uh, cut. Ah, uh, you're speaking my language. Jinko. Yeah. Hey, Jinko. Kev, this is not a political podcast, so please stop trying to like make it a political podcast with all your political tweets. I love Hunter Biden. Is that his next tweet? Yeah. <laughs> the Star Whackers have gotten to me. I love Hunter Biden. He 
he's completely turned his tail. He's uh, unchristian, so Muslim. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, and now he uh, loves Hunter Biden. He goes Those to a... the two things. Wow. Well, hey, Kev, uh, can't wait to see what this phase of your life looks like. The new liberal Muslim Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> He's still young and, like, kind of, you know, got a good mental ground. Imagine what's going to happen in the next 20 years. I don't know. Like, you say he's young, but isn't he like 64? Yeah, he's 64, but 64 is the new, like, 30 or something. Well, you heard it here first. 64 is the new 30. The old 30? Is the 30 the new 64? How does that work? I think 30 is the new 64. Yeah, I think yeah. that's correct. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's hard to be 30. Yeah, it's hard to be 30. Well, it's in hard this to... economy? Oh, jeez. It's hard to exist in this economy. Mm-hmm. Preach. Hey, it's hard to be 30 and flirty. It really is. <laughs> because you go up to, a, like, a random person, you don't know who they are. No. You don't know. If you're a guy, you don't know if that girl you're flirting with has six kids with six different men. And as a girl, you don't know if that guy you're talking to is a red-pilled incel. You don't know what you're getting into. Nobody does. Nobody's wearing their re- wedding rings anymore. Everybody's just flying off the seat of their pants. Effing no, everybody. No one's wearing condoms anymore. <laughs> yeah, but condoms suck. <laughs> Those are only for sailors, baby. Yeah. My (laughs) official stance on condoms is neutral. (laughs) My official stance is they suck and only sailors should wear them because they go from port to port. They do go from port to port. It took me a long time in my life to really suss out that uh, line and understand it fully. Because the first time I heard it was like nine. So I was like, oh, sailors are funny. That's a funny word. They are funny. Like Chinese. But they do go from port to port. That's true, yeah. Much like Chinese, sailors is a funny word. It's canon. We've established it on the show. Chinese is a funny word to say. It has nothing to do with the Chinese people. It has nothing to do with China. It's just even China is kind of a funny word to say. Well, it definitely has something to do with our Anglo-Saxon forefathers and the way we perceive language. Hmm. Do you tell? Uh, well, the heart... Is very specific to us True. and our language, the CH. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you you follow that up with an inflection of the IE, the Chinese. <laughs> that was starting to sound. That was starting to sound bad. Now it's starting to sound bad. Oh my god! I took off my one of my headphone ears yeah. and uh, listened to how loud I am. <laughs> I thought you took off one of your headphones and heard a scream. No, no. I uh, There's no screaming in my house, ghost or otherwise. That's good. I'm glad to hear your cat doesn't walk around screaming. Scream! <laughs> That's one of my favorite Jack Handy uh, deep thoughts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about where he's like, do you yeah. think we would cut down trees if trees screamed? We probably would if they screamed all the time for no reason. <laughs> That's tight. That's tight. That's very seamless and tight. Very good for this episode. No one will find that edit because this is a tight episode. Tight. Mm-hmm. No fat on those bones. Clean. Just lean. Lean and clean like someone dying of cancer. Because we're talking about 2020's Faith Under Fire. Oh, my God. It's good to be back. Let's go. Let's God. It's good to be back talking about a good Christian movie again. Finally. Finally, I want to blame Pure Flix. I want to burn Pure Flix to the ground and build it back up again. Of, <laughs> of course. course, of course, more Christian, more holy. Yeah. yeah, 
more holy, uh, more now, more then, even too. Of course, want to balance more forever. But I was really looking forward to Nothing Is Impossible and Legacy Peak had all the makings of a beautiful Christian story told in the most elegant, beautiful way. Bueno. Uh, but they sucked. Yeah, they sucked. We've talked about this off air, but like. The, the Pure Flix movies are getting better in terms of production, but they're getting worse in terms of being fun movies. They used to be like low-budget, fun movies that were kind of dumb, had a god message, and were just kind of sloppily made. A lot of continuity and editing errors and hilarious stuff like that. They've tightened all that up, and now you just have boring, well-made, mass-produced Christian movies that are just like impossible to stomach. And nothing is impossible, as we were taught. Yeah, and it, they could be fun. They they still can be competent and fun, but they haven't reached that level. They're no. they're using thirty year old storylines, adding a little bit of a competency to it in Christian view, and then uh, just putting it together. And it's not very enjoyable to watch or make fun of. Yeah, for sure. They're it's they're all just kind of becoming beige porridge. When before yeah. got a little bit of fruit in that porridge. Yeah, and I I like a page porridge. Give it to me all day, but like, throw some salt in there, baby. <laughs> yeah, throw some D's on that bitch. <laughs> yeah, some Dijon mustard, baby. Yeah, <laughs> throw yeah, some baby. D's on David A. R. White. <laughs> but this movie, I I feel is like exactly in the wheelhouse of what we want to watch. Oh yeah, this movie was like, and the fact that it was made in 2020 blew me away. I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. this is like. This was uh, this was near when they were becoming competent, but then they hired maybe the worst actor I've ever seen in my entire life to play the main character in this movie, and then surrounded him with other terrible actors that are awful, except for, of course, the two main names attached to this movie. Do you want to give one and I'll give one? Yeah, let's say them at the same time. All right, all right. Ready? Three, two, one, Dean Cain. Hey, we picked different hey, ones. Hey, I thought we were going to pick the same one. That's why I went with Dean Cain. So it's like, I know he's going to go Kevin Sorbo. I'll go Dean Cain. And then, yeah, it's a, God, it's a real titans of industry in this movie. Yeah, titans of industry that spend like maybe three days on set. And uh, Dean Kane obviously put in a little bit more legwork. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Sorbo had the one uh, doctor's jacket yep. and that was ill-fitted. And that's about it. <laughs> that's it. He showed up. He had to be at the hospital for about, let's say, six hours. And then he filmed all of his scenes. And then I think in like the last scene, he goes like, and that's it for me. And then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap on me. <laughs> you know, that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing for a doctor to say when he's telling this man his daughter's dying of cancer. But oh well, that's a wrap on the doctor, I guess. <laughs> and he he says that's a wrap on me, and then he turns and starts clapping and walks out of the frame. It's weird. <laughs> it's like that must have not been in the script. That must have been him legitimately, like, or maybe it was in the script, but he just put his own. Uh, feelings of what he thought about being on set into that line read. <laughs> well, the first and they left it in. The first time they filmed it, he was just on his phone, te- like tweeting, and they're like, "Shouldn't you be taking a dump right now?" And he's like, "I'm dumping in my pants. I'm Kevin Sorbo. I wear diapers, and I can do this anywhere. I'm unstoppable. I'm untethered from my toilet, and now I can tweet from anywhere." 
which is pure madness and will probably bring the destruction of the world. But good on him. He figured it out. And good on him for, like, getting rid of the stigma around adults wearing diapers. Yeah, good on him. Well, he has, like, a bunch of, like, advertisements on his pants for <laughs> the for the diapers. So that's cool. They go, do you enjoy wearing uh you know, adult diapers, Kevin? And he goes, depends. <laughs> and also, he enjoys, uh, you know, being able to tweet everywhere now. He, he doesn't course. necessarily like the feeling of poop running down his thigh, but well, at least he can tweet anywhere. But he does like laying on his back and having Sam wipe his little bum for him. <laughs> well, the powder and the playfulness of it all and the the taboo mm -hmm. essence that's uh, implied really uh, sparked their relationship but again. Sometimes he just, you know, pees in her face a little bit while she's wiping him. It's just a funny baby thing. It's just funny baby play. <laughs> well, yeah, and they were paying somebody before for this, and that saved a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, yeah, and everyone's cutting back these days. With inflation, you, you just can't afford to have your adult ass wiper on, on the payroll anymore you know it's it's tough it's it's hard out here for a pimp yeah and then you try to ask your chef to do it but then you don't want the chef near the pee and then the pee. Uh, it's a sticky situation it is for sure and uh, you got to do what's best for your family and in kevin's case that was having his wife wipe his whittle bum <laughs> now in this movie kevin has a half uh popped <laughs> collar do you think that's like a new thing doctors are doing to stay cool or did they just like not fold it correctly in the first scene and then have to do that for every other scene beyond that? I hope that I mean I know it's the first but I hope it's the second. <laughs> uh so say we all. Of course, yeah. I love the idea of Kevin of yeah, I just like they didn't fold it down and then the rest of the time they're like, "Oh crap." Just in the position it's in, it looks like a collar for like a vampire or something that's just <laughs> yeah. like not going either way. Well, Real he's, strong statement. When he takes off his like uh, doctor's coat. He is wearing a Hollister shirt underneath, and you're like, "Oh, that's mm -hmm. that's pretty cool, Kevin." And he's also he's got you know a Von Dutch hat, and he's just like a really cool guy. Yeah, well, that's how he strolls in on set, just as many name brands on his clothing as possible. Yeah, dressed like Mark McGrath in 2003, which is weird because that's a very strong California look. Yeah, for real. He's wearing flip-flops and jeans. Ugh. Uh, Always a bad look. I Speaking of which, sure. I have to cut my toenails today. Uh, <laughs> thanks for letting it. Do you want to cut them live on the show? Uh, no, there's too much finagling. I have too much gut fat to like have a seamless mm. uh, toenail cut. It's, it's a hard venture going down there nowadays. All right. I just wanted to hear the crack. <laughs> The crack of the what? The crack of the, the bat? bat or... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first wild thing I realized about this movie, uh, produced by Universal? What the hell? Why wasn't this at Universal Studios? Why can't I go meet the Minions and also Dean Cain from Faith Under Fire? Yeah, this just came out in 2020. You mean they didn't have, like, a huge, like, section of the park dedicated to Faith Under Fire? Yeah, well, they had, like, at the end of the night, they have this, like... 
it used to be a fireworks show, and now they spray water in a wall, and then they project video on it, and it sucks. It's so lame, but they have all the best movies in there. They had Jurassic World. They had The Fast and the Furious. They had Harry Potter. They had, obviously, Despicable Me, Detestable Moi, uh, The Minions, Faith Under Fire, all your favorite hits just mixed into there, right? So it was really fun to see it. And at the time, I was like, what is this Dean Cain, Kevin Sorbo movie? Now I know. Oh, it's Faith Under Fire. That makes sense. Yeah, you've been filled up with knowledge, and now uh, you know exactly what they were trying to depict. I was legitimately blown away as well when Universal uh, Scrawl came up. It uh, it just doesn't happen too often with these movies at all. <laughs> But then right after you get a, a, a like a, the logo of a company called Generation Courage and you go, there it is. That's the one. Yep. That's that's what I was looking for. Yeah. They did it. And then Universal bought it. For yeah. For some reason. To distribute it, to get a little bit of that sweet Christian money. Well, they're seeing all these, uh, you know, flow charts and statistics about uh, how well Christian cinema is doing. Yeah. And uh, they kind of have a piece. They gotta have a piece. Christian cinema's young and hung right now, and everyone wants a piece of that pie. Especially when you have lead actors and directors like this. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't call <laughs> Dean or Kevin the lead. Well, no, no. The lead actors in oh, the movie. Oh. The, the, the very Italian. Mm, wrong. Greek. Greek Italian. No, just Greek. Didn't you see the grease hat he was wearing? I was watching this movie, and all I could think, I barely even watched the plot of the movie, uh, because all I could think was, is everybody Greek-Italian now? <laughs> is everyone pepperoni salami where it counts? <laughs> yeah. A pepperoni salami olive? I guess. I mean, so many movies we've watched have starred people and have been, like, overtly Italian or Greek. Like, that's just a thing. I mean, geez, look at Angels and Demons. Every one of those friggin' Cardinals was an Italian. Well, I mean, original Jesus did look more Greek-Italian. Oh, no, he was white. He had blonde hair and a blonde beard, and he was white. What do you sound like? Like hey. an American? He said, hey, what's up? I'm Jesus Christ. You guys like fish and wine? <laughs> you guys want to get turned? <laughs> Eat, damn. Eat, I'm rolling face right now. I'm Jesus Christ, Yeah. That's cool. It That's is pretty cool. cool. Jesus. That's the kind of Jesus I want to get behind. Standing on, riding on a horse holding two AK-47s. Mm, strapped with ammo. He's got one AK-47 and the other hand is holding a flagpole with an American flag attached to it. That's the only Jesus I worship. That's my Jesus. That is my Jesus. What do you think of the opening uh, firefighter fire scene? I thought that I never heard worse sound in a movie. I don't know. I think uh, there's worse sound during uh, later in the movie, oh. uh, during the parade scene. <laughs> I couldn't hear <laughs> what they were saying. Yeah, the parade scene where they tell this story that's like, I kept waiting for the story they tell to turn horrific, and it almost does, but then it doesn't, and whatever, but. Yeah, it's just a meet-cute. It's just them telling the story of how they uh, met before her untimely demise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, th this movie is... I mean, first of all, I loved. I love firefighters. Thank you for your service. We love you. We stand firefighters. ACAB, of course, but not AFAB because firefighters are heroes. 
Would you ever want to be... Have you ever wanted to become a fireman? No. God, no. No, no God, no. Well, I mean, no. God, no. Uh, my, I had an uncle. I have an uncle who was a firefighter. He's retired now, but he was a firefighter for many years. And, like, pretty dope. Like, pretty dope job. He had a pretty dope mustache. And, like, he's, he's a cool uncle. I like him. Uh, but, like... Seeing what firefighting is, it's a lot of sitting around, I'd wager. If you're in, like, a smaller community, it's mostly sitting around and, like, getting your pump on and gambling and drinking coffee and you're... Making Italian dinners for <laughs> lots of people. Making a big spaghetti with one meatball. Bolognese. Oh, but then, oh, the fire alarm! Throw this food in the garbage! We gotta go fight a fire! Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some no... What about you? You want to be a firefighter now? I think I could uh, enjoy being a firefighter if you didn't have to do any gooey stuff with humans. Like, if you didn't have to do any paramedic stuff. That's what kind of keeps me out of uh, being a firefighter. And all the work and time and education that you had to have to go through. Well, and not, not, to, not to bring the show down even more than when I spoiled Clerks 3 for you, but it, like... Being a firefighter, you're mostly a first responder. So you're mm -hmm. the one who's getting to car accidents before the ambulance, and you're seeing all the mangled dead people, and you're dealing with all that first and foremost. Fighting fires is like a small part of being a firefighter. It's mostly dealing with horrific accidents, and like, hoy yoy, that I'm with you. I don't want to deal with that shit. Oh my god. Yeah, if they were like, point a hose at a fire every couple of weeks, fine. But point a hose at a person to heal them? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> point a hose at a person to heal them? No, thank uh, you. No, not even if uh, my life depended on it. Uh-uh, no, I've never pose, point a hose at anyone. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear, uh, do you, do you want to hear, like, the description of this movie? The, like, the IMDb write-up for the movie? The Pureflix write-up? Well, I just want to hear the first two sentences, but I think our uh, listeners will appreciate the whole thing. Well, it's I'm just giving you the... It's just... It's tight. It's only two sentences. It's, so. it's very tight. We're keeping this episode tight. Mm -hmm. No rambling. Tom Hatcher is at the end of his hose. He saves lives as a fireman, but he can't save his wife and daughter from cancer. In his darkest hour, he must embrace his faith. Spoiler alerts, first of all. Spoiler alert. You can't save the end of clerks three i'm so sorry everyone <sighs> that sucks but <laughs> <laughs> rosario dawson <laughs> clerks three even starts his love from clerks <laughs> she's pregnant at the end of clerks two <laughs> nobody at the start of clerks three oh that's too much of a spoiler and then <laughs> oh i want to see this movie man steve creep is so bummed yeah he's so bummed i'm very bummed ah uh, who cares uh, i do i know i know it's i'm being very rude to you and i'd say i'm sorry you know i'm not so i'm not even gonna say it but i'll yeah. say it later i'll text it to you later when i do actually feel bad about it but in this moment i am full of light if you want to spoil a movie that i want to see go ahead you saw avatar way of water spoil that for me uh the water god damn it i really yeah, wish yeah like wouldn't... the ice caps oh, <laughs> no the water takes it uh, and, uh, yeah, it's over. That's the way of water. <laughs> yeah. That's... The next movies are just going to be uh, floating in the water. 
<laughs> it's just going to be Very the water. Very good 3D, though. Oh, my God. The 3D on that water? Oh, my God. You'd, you'd think you were there. You you would think you were in there. You would. <laughs> what did you think of the Fire Chief's line read of There's a Daughter Inside? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if that I really clocked that. I did clock the woman going, my daughter's inside. It's like, yeah. lady, we've been fighting this fire for like 20 minutes. Why didn't you come sooner? Also, your daughter's dead. <laughs> he is like side hogging this poor lady that's screaming about uh, her, her daughter, daughter dying yeah. in a fire. And she's like, my daughter's dying. And then he just like casually goes into his uh, radio and goes, uh, there's a daughter inside. <laughs> uh, there's a daughter inside. Where? It's beautiful. Uh, inside. I don't know. Yeah. Finder. I did like the shots that were like from the fireman's perspective. That was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Where they were inside the burning building and you're like, oh, you could. Yeah, they're inside. A, well, they're inside a, a firefighter practice facility that they've made up to look like a burning building, of course. Honestly, for the first scenes, uh, this fire scenes. Um, I actually kind of like the directing. There's lots of long shots. It's cutting away to important things. Yeah, it's actually quite inter interesting. But everything else on screen and about the movie is terrible. The acting's terrible. The audio sucks. Cinematography is not that great. But the actual shots from the camera aren't too bad. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the cinematography, uh, I don't, can't remember what you said, if it sucked or if it was good. I don't remember where you fell on that. I went with bad, oh, just because okay. I wanted to, you know, prop up the directing as much as possible. The directing was phenomenal, and if only we knew it's not Dr. Aaron Burns, I don't know who directed this movie, but nah. they did a pretty well, good it's job. the same director as Horse Camp. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's why everyone was going, announcements, announcements, announcements. <laughs> exactly. You know his best friend character that doesn't know how to smile, just like the main character? Yeah. Uh, he's the director. Ugh. Yeah. You're no, you're no Tyler Perry. I'll tell you that, pal. The other creepy Greek. Yes, of course. <laughs> Hi, I'm creepy Greek. I'll I'm be... creepy Greek, too. Hi, the I'm... The creepier. What was the movie? It was like the second or third movie we watched. What was the one with that idiot who wanted to become an actor at age 50 and he quit his job to become an actor? Oh, yeah, and he did, like, photography and stuff. Uh, who knows? He worked at a framing store. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That guy was also Greek. Oh, yeah. Peter Reynos. Peter Reynos. That was, yeah, that was the Peter character's Reynos. name. Yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right, I said to myself, I guess. I don't know. No, you're right. Peter uh, we The first time we see Dean Cain, he's a pastor in this, and he's up at the pulpit, and his first lines are, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And I went, you're goddamn right it is, Dean. I went, Dean Cain, Bible man? <laughs> Dean Cain's playing Bible man in this movie? And does he ever. His From the first uh, time that he's given a speech to his uh, congregants, he's uh, he's all about God, and he wants to give God. Is Dean Cain, like, the male sex symbol for the Christian movie industry? I feel like Dean Cain's, like, he's the one that when people talk about, like, Christian actors, they go, like, oh, Dean Cain, the hot one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a friggin' hunk. He's a slab of beef. He definitely walks around like it. Like, he has an air about him. Like, he knows he's the hottest man around. Yeah. I mean, 
They, when they go to the bar, the barmaid or the barmaid, the bartender's like, oh, hey, you big handsome hunk. What can I get for you? It's like, you don't need to say that. <laughs> That's not necessary. Unnecessary, but uh, probably off the cuff and just so inspired. I mean, when you meet Dean Kane, how can you not comment on what a hunky piece of beef he is? It's probably why he doesn't have any direct scenes with Kevin Sorbo, because they just would clash too much. Well, yeah, I mean, Kevin isn't a hunk anymore. He's like a sinewy scarecrow of a man, but Dean Kane still got it. I would like to see them in a Christian Fast and Furious as like, uh, you know, the alpha males that yeah. can never be defeated. Right, of course, yeah. Uh, Dean Kane would play probably the Vin Diesel character, and Kevin Sorbo would play the Rock character. Yeah. He'd be the cop. Sure. Yeah, he'd be the cop that like he earns they earn his respect and he likes them at the end. This is kind of stolen from It's Always Sunny, but it'd be funny if they switched during the movie. Oh, yeah, they just switch parts. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be into that too. That'd be great. Just keep people well, on their toes. Well, they couldn't get the contract negotiations down to for one to play a specific role cuz they want to be both. They, oh, and who wouldn't? And all jacked up on steroids. Oh, I would love to see Kevin Sorbo all jacked up on steroids again. What a treat that would be. Come yeah. back to us, jacked Sorbo. Definitely again. Yeah, of course. It's happened uh, before. Yeah. He was Hercules. He was definitely jacked up on roids, just like everyone else who's large in Hollywood. Yeah, he did like 50 commercials before he got uh, uh, Hercules. You think Chris Hemsworth is that big just from eating chicken and broccoli? You're f***ing... He's taking steroids. They all are. Don't be stupid. Mm, he is Australian, though. Or is he New Zealand? I don't know. Descent? I, I think he's know. Irish. Those people are weird. They got weird strength. Prison strength. That's certainly true. Yeah. He definitely... Yeah, he's got pretty... Because <laughs> Australia's a big prison, so everyone prison there colony, is yeah. born with prison strength. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. They all love yeah. drinking wine made in toilets. That's the Australian way. The thing you'll find with the things I say is that they make sense, but you have to think about them for at least a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, I, you know what I love about Kevin's introduction scene? Kevin! What I love about Kevin's introduction scene in this movie? Uh, swag. Well, total swag. He's got a pop collar. He's, he's stethoscoping everywhere. He's a sex symbol from a different era. Where it counts. It's like the color of money when you're like, wow, Tom Cruise, sex symbol of that age. Uh, the other guy, the salad dressing guy, Paul Newman, sex symbol from another age. Two sex symbols from different ages meeting. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah, George Clooney basically right in the middle of that sandwich. Oh, beautiful. Jeez, don't tease me with a good time, bro. A big casino movie. Uh, this Netflix, movie? Do it. Oh, my God. I'd love a... Like, I would love a Ocean's Eleven style, and I'm not even talking about like a heist movie like that. I just mean that kind of movie where rich, sexy people just hang out, and you can tell that like they're just on vacation and they happen to film a movie while they're here. They're having a great time right now, and when they go on the Graham Norton show and tell their stories about all the shenanigans they got up to, people are going to love it, and those clips are going to go viral. Do you watch clips from the Graham Norton show a lot? Of course. He's the best interviewer in the game. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I can't like, deny it. After Therapy Gecko, after th it goes Therapy Gecko, Graham Norton, Jimmy Fallon. That's the that's the hierarchy. Uh, 
Jay Leno's got to be somewhere in there. He's the best. <laughs> with his burnt, the best. With his burnt face? No thanks. I don't want to see that two-faced ghoul on my television ever again. It got higher because of the burnt face. Now he's like... <laughs> He's more human now. He, he gets <laughs> life a little bit because he was uh, taken down a peg. Because he got his face roasted. Yeah, God took him down a peg. Oh, you <laughs> like cars? Let's see what this does to you. Oh, what do you think about jet fuel burning your face? <laughs> Is your face stronger than steel beams? Because it, it can't melt them, but it might melt your face. I don't know. And God is making a lot of decisions based on, oh, well, you like this. Yo, you're really going to like this then. <laughs> oh, you liked your wife dying of cancer? Well, you're really going to love your daughter dying of cancer. Which is the crux of this movie. That was seamlessly done, my friend. Hey, you and me, that's why we're a good team, my brother. Double cancer. A double dose. Yeah, within two years. Blah. Yeah, one family. Doesn't even have, like, a spare child that was spared. Nah, but see, this is uh, these are my favorite kind of Christian movies where it's like, hey, uh, Dean Cain has everything or whatever. My cat's on the table. Get out of here. Uh, this man has everything. He's got a beautiful, he's got a moderately attractive wife. He's got a kid. Life is great. They are both killed but it's okay because some sexy new milf is rolled into his life and she's gonna fill the holes that his dead wife left and don't even worry about it you trade in your dumpy dead wife for this sexy young filly and your life is gonna be just laughing from here on in pal that sexy young nurse is written so terribly yeah i did from the from the first time we meet her i'm like oh no this is the love interest this person's unpleasant I think she's in horse camp. I think she's one of the counselors in horse camp. Like she's like the 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 bee like she's the the like the bitchy one, right? I think so, yeah. Look her up. I look her up. Look her up. <laughs> lock her up. Yeah, yeah we exactly. want to lock her up. We want to look her up hardcore, yeah. <laughs> Well, you vamp for ten minutes. Sure. When, when we first just give me a tight ten. No problem. When we first meet Melissa, I got something I could talk to, about with her. When we first meet Melissa, she's sitting in the hospital wearing prison scrubs for some reason. She's a nurse. She's wearing orange scrubs like a prisoner. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, so then, so she, <laughs> so she's at lunch. She's reading this book, and the book is called the Methuselah, uh, the Methuselah Project, and I'm like. They keep showing the cover of this book. What is this book? So I looked it up. The Methuselah Project is a book about, like, what if Captain America, but he's Christian. And you're like, okay, I'm, I might actually read The Methuselah Project. That sounds kind of dope. It's about a guy in, like, the in World War II who gets Nazi experiments done on him, and he becomes, like, an ubermensch. And then he somehow gets transported to 2015 and has to cope with this woke, libcuck, stupid world that we live in now. And uh, it sounds incredible. And it also inspires Melissa to say the line, I love the World War II era, back when men were men and women allowed them to be. And I was like, marry this woman. Lock her up. It's a great sentiment. It, uh... It's something that's really lost in today's woke era mm. of bullshit. Yeah. Where are traditions? Where are traditional women who don't need careers, who want to just stay in the kitchen and be subservient to men? What happened to that? What happened to traditionalism? Well, she was definitely in Faith Under Fire. She was definitely in Faith Under Fire. And 
I yeah, she's she's not in horse camp, but I know the woman you're talking and no I'm thinking of the the mean girl from Fat Chance. That's who I'm picturing in my head as the the mean the girl who's just an absolute bitch to Alley Cat 69 in Fat Chance. That's who I'm thinking. I, I think that's who I was thinking of, but apparently she hasn't been in anything that we've seen. So Oh, that's a shame. She's, she's Maybe got, she changed her name. Maybe. Oh, Probably. Maybe, maybe we need to contact Alley Cat 69 and see uh, if she can set us up with that person. Yeah, we need to dig down and dig this up. Mm-hmm. You know what else is cool about Melissa? Uh, she violates this guy's privacy in order to steal his phone number so she can text him or call him and ask him out on a date. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool and slightly illegal, which uh, he calls out right away. Great script writing. Oh, yeah. Oh, so not slightly, is illegal. Yeah, very that's illegal. Breach of privacy. She's very um, confident in doing this. Like, she's done it before. She does this all the time. Well, and thank God she's hot. Because if it was the other way around, like, if he went into her file and got her number, oh, my God. You're on a watch list, bud. You're going to jail. Yeah, and the... Well, he'd probably get, like, one slap on the wrist because his uh, daughter's dying of cancer and his wife died of cancer. Sure. Um, But after that, if he does it probably ten more times... He might be going to jail. Oh, of course. Yeah, you gotta stop violating these patients' privacy, man. <laughs> That's fun. It's like yeah. a victimless crime. It is a victimless crime, yeah. Except for the victims. Yeah, except for the victim. <laughs> you, know, you know what else is a victimless crime? Taking your daughter who has no immune system due to her cancer treatments <laughs> to church. To a big old church! They spent probably like 10 to 20 minutes of this film drilling down how sick she is and how she is barely getting let go from the hospital, can't go to school, and then the next uh, series of scenes, she's at the church. Yep, she goes to church, and I went, ay, ay, ay. But they get kicked out of church not for the right reasons mind you those friggin bozos that like hey that's the guy who punched dean kane in the face oh spoiler (laughs) he punches dean kane at the church at the start of the movie because he's upset about his wife dying so he punches the pastor which like fair enough dean kane bails bails him out of jail good man forgives him but these two dumpy idiots at the church are like hey you got to get out of here and i don't know why the main character didn't just go no like who are you? You're nobody. What, are you going to make a scene and throw me out of church? Nah, I'm going back to church, stupid. You can't tell me not to. He definitely should have said, you're nobody. Yeah, he definitely said, he, sh- he definitely should have said, go f*** yourself really <laughs> loud in the church. Also, it seems like this is the church that him and his wife went to before she got cancer and died. Of course. And it's the church that he got married in before she got cancer and died. So... <laughs> Did they get a new priest, a new congregation during this time that nobody knows these people? The turnover rate for churches isn't very high. It's not like they're getting (laughs) new congregants (laughs) and, like, getting old ones out all the time. This is a steadfast community. Yeah, you definitely definitely recognize by face everyone in your church, especially when it's a small church like that that has maybe 60 people in it, which is buck wild. You're never going to see those numbers in a church. That's no way. Not in any other towns. Unless it's like a mega church or something like that. But uh, but yeah, the fact that these guys are like, there's the guy that punched Dean Kane in the face and weren't like, oh, there's Tom, whose wife just died of cancer. Of course he's upset. Yeah, fine. And also, how very Christian of them to be like, you need to get out of here. 
It's like, all right, what about forgiveness? The the guy who we punched forgave him. Why can't you, you dumb dummy? Ah, uh, they're just so filled with God's light that they're they're overflowing with testosterone and need to get that out in a uh you know safe way. So they kick people out of the church. Sometimes. Of course, you take pastor knows this. Take your dying daughter and get out of this church. Yeah, and. She definitely looks like she's dying. She doesn't look like a normal kid that is healthy and wealthy uh-uh. and wise. Uh-uh. She's all dying of cancer. I like they the... use every bit of makeup to make sure that you know that she has cancer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also they use all the best head wraps, so they didn't have to shave her head. They could just be like, "Look, we'll just put a cloth around your head to hide your bald head, but also your hair." And it's all good. You can still go to school after this. It's fine. They went to a museum, stole the first e- rig that they could find. E- oh, please. <laughs> Roma, please. Right. I don't think uh, any kid would wear that ever, whether they had cancer or not. <laughs> hey, is there anything I can do for Tiffany? Well, not unless you have a cure for cancer. Cold-blooded. That man's trying to help. Yeah. But I see where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But also, like, just say, like, thanks, but no, we're good. Yeah, cancer. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I I would have loved if when he like you know when, when he's talking to Tiffany, his de- dying daughter, and he's like, "How are you feeling?" If she, why didn't she respond? Oh, I feel like I'm dying of cancer right now, Dad. That's tough. That's tough for a kid. Hey, what did you think about the scene where Tom gets out of bed and there's just a shotgun in his room, and he just like takes it and goes into his daughter's room and just sits on the floor with a shotgun? You're like, why why is there a shotgun floating loose around your house, Tom? Well, you're drinking all night. You're in America. You're Christian. Uh, you have cancer all around you. Uh, you're going <laughs> to take that shotgun and think about killing yourself, I guess. Or killing an intruder. It's just sitting. It's just <laughs> it's just leaning against his wall. It's not locked. It's loaded. Just leaning mm-hmm. in the corner. He's like, ah, all right. Time to go sit in my daughter's room and think about blowing my brains all over her bed. Who cares? Well, being from Haiti, uh, this seems like a different world, but uh, according to every single news story out of the U.S., this is just a normal thing in most homes, <laughs> that uh, people have access to loose guns that are loaded. You got a loose gun floating around. Uh, you know, I'm trying to find my... Where's my cell phone charger? Let me move my gun out of the way in this drawer and find my cell phone charger. Yeah. Oh, gun. Oh, why don't I just shoot my phone? <laughs> And then I grab a gun! <laughs> I'm surprised they showed a man uh, drinking in a bar. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, drinking something. <laughs> like, he's yeah. he's like, yeah, give me another one. And she, like, slides this drink down the bar. But it's just, like, reddish liquid with two straws in it. I'm like, what are, what are you drinking right now, bro? It looks like watered-down cranberry juice. That's exactly what it is, probably. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to go with brown, so they went with red, obviously. Mm. They started off with a beer, but that was too non-Christian for them. He drinks a beer earlier in the movie. Does he? Yeah, when Dean Dean King comes to his house, he goes, do you want a drink? And he goes, I'll take a soda. He goes, here's a diet Coca-Cola classic for you. Oh, that sucks. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, how disappointed would you be if you went to someone's house? You're like, can I get a soda? And they give you a diet Coke. and be like, you can just have this back. I'm not going to drink this. Well, it's definitely what they had for the crew at this a- Airbnb that they rented for the filming of the house scenes. It, like, that might be the most depressing house I've seen in cinema. Even more depressing than the house at the end of Clerks 3. It's just this, like, 
brown slab of a house with no decorations on it. There's no like personality. There's no pictures on the walls. There's nothing. It's just this empty shell of a house. It's just a very sad place. Well, it does have the cafe latte um, window uh, in the kitchen. It has the what do you put call the things that go over windows? Blinds? A cafe no. latte? Drapes? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, that's what you're talking. Yes, yeah. There's like dra- um, yeah, curtains. There's like curtains over the window, but and they say the they say cafe ole on them. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of those little things. If you pay attention to the walls, there's just generic bullcrap uh, art everywhere, and it's it's a hundred percent to Airbnb. There's a shot uh, where he's putting his uh, cancer ridden child to bed mm. and uh, the box spring is under the bed and you realize that the, it was too tall for filming. So they <laughs> took the box spring <laughs> off, put it under the bed and uh, yeah, just show it. I did not know that. I didn't notice that. Uh, why put it under the, just take it out of the shot. You're like, it, Exactly. Just like put it outside of the room and then put it back later. Yeah. But they probably had to film a couple of scenes, so they're like, ah, under, under. Yeah. We're a little tight on time. There's people are checking in at three eight three. We got to get out of here before three. <laughs> Should we put a blanket over it? Nah, just film the freaking thing. Let's go. Just film the freaking thing. How is he going to carry his daughter into the room? Mm, backwards. So, <laughs> so he, so he has to sit on the bed and then like kind of put her behind him onto the bed with like carry her the other way, man. Like, put her head on your right side so that you can just lower her into the bed and you don't have to, like, twist to get her in. You're going to hurt your back. We're filming Universal Studios, baby. Uh, on the Fast and the Furious ride. That ride has... That ride sucks. It's the worst ride at Universal. But there's one moment on it that is very, very funny. So... You're in a car and you're in this big action sequence driving around on a highway... It's all video, so it sucks. Video rides are absolute trash. They're garbage. If you like video rides, fine, but I think they're absolute trash and a waste of time. But you're in this car, you're driving around, and Luke, um, the bad guy from Lucas uh, Shaw, uh, the bad guy from Six, Lucas I think Black. it is. No, no, not Lucas Black. He's not in this. Okay. Uh, but Michelle Rodriguez is there. Tyrese is there. Ludacris is there. Vin Diesel's there. All your favorites are there. Um, everyone but Lucas Black. Everyone but Paul Walker for some reason uh, and bow wow of course because whatever um but the bad guy is like he's on he's hanging on his car going like you might have gotten away with it this time but i'll get you next time then michelle rodriguez rolls up in like a car with like a crane on it and she picks up his car his his car is a truck by the way he's standing in the the bed of a truck she picks up the truck and just slams it into a wall at like 150 miles an hour and and he just like literally goes from being like I'll get you next time to just turned into like paste on a wall (laughs) it's such a funny (laughs) moment that goes by so quick you wouldn't even realize it but it's I loved it it was the best part of the ride which yeah and I guess you can't ride the ride again because he says, come on back, but then Michelle Rodriguez kills him. Yeah, and the next time you ride it, he's not there. And you go, well, where's the villain? What? Where's the... Wh- why is this happening right now? Ah, it's tough. Universal must have been tough. Yeah, it was. It was tough. I didn't see much faith on fire. Oh, that sucks. No. Hey, can I kiss you on your forehead? Yeah. And then the guy spits in her face. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't remember that from this movie? 
Well, like the, a cancer person spits in somebody else's No, face? no, no. The director, I guess, the dumb best friend shows up at the dying daughter's side and goes like, ah, can I kiss you on the forehead? Because they're going to play Go Fish. She's like, first I want to give you a kiss on the forehead. And she goes, okay. And then he just like spits in her face and she laughs about it. And you're like, what happened? What's going on? That's just playful like actor stuff. Right. But he goes like, <laughs> and just hawks right in her face. He goes, Next time, when you see God, give that to him from me. <laughs> That's a fun thing I'm going to do to my wife when she's dying. <laughs> Spit in her face and tell her to give it to God. <laughs> I, hope I hope your dead wife writes you a letter that says, Hey, after I'm dead, I want you to marry this woman and also go to church. <laughs> Were you uh, very upset that Dean Cain wrote in that book? A little bit, yeah. A little bit like, hey, stay in your lane, man. I know you're giving him a Bible that I guess his daughter wanted him to have. I guess. Weird, mm -hmm. but fine. And she wrote something in it, which is typically fine. If you're giving somebody a, yeah. a gift, especially after you pass, you can write whatever you want. Go to church, daddy. And she tells Dean Cain to give him the Bible, but in all of the instruction, in no way does she say write in this Bible as well, <laughs> and longer and more eloquently than I wrote. And sign your name big yeah. on the page. Could you just not write in my dad's Bible, please? This movie has one of my favorite tropes in Christianity, I guess. Not even cinema, but just in Christianity, where at a funeral, or when someone's at their very lowest... They just slide in and go like, hey, we know that you're completely adrift and your life is terrible. Maybe you should become super Christian, right? We got you right at your lowest point. We got our hooks in you. And now we're going to build you back up. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's not naughty or bad at all. It's not taking advantage of, of like someone who is just in the worst moment of their life. It's good. It's a good thing. If anything, it's a teaching point. It's telling other people within our faith that uh, you got to get them when the, the getting's good. Yeah, when the getting's good, and that's when that's at that's at a man's daughter's funeral. Good. It is good. It's that's the time to do it. <laughs> this movie goes along at a breakneck pace. Everything funny is happening, and then the kid <laughs> dies. No, that's the funniest part of all. Like, there's a lot that happens after the kid dies. I'm surprised credits didn't roll as soon as like she shuts her eyes. It would have been great. That would have been such a weird movie if that was the case. If like if the movie ended with her dying, but nothing for the dad. It's just like so. Wait, we're just watching a man suffer. This is like yeah. a story of Job thing or something. Okay, what journey are we on? What's happening here? His his wife turned into a pillar of salt, and then he railed his daughters instead of letting them be by the townsfolk is that that's what we're talking about right now oh my god that's in the bible though right that is in the bible yeah that's lot that's uh that's lot's lot in life or oh these town folk want to just completely defile your daughters you better have sex with them instead high fives that's all where around. lot in life comes from that's where lot in life is yeah when your wife turns to salt then you gotta frick your daughters that's your lot in life oh my god oh my god bible's awesome bro it's full of cool stuff like that <laughs> I'm still focused on this box spring. <laughs> uh, what else? I th I guess that's this movie is mostly just watching a man suffer while his family slowly dies around him, and then at the end of the movie, the the friggin' pa the the chief of the firefighters goes, "God bless you and your family," and he goes, "Thank you, chief. My whole family is dead." <laughs> and that's a statement that anybody can use at any time. Yeah, at any time. I feel like. 
the main character, the main actor in this movie is a method actor because he's supposed to be very sad throughout this whole movie. But at the beginning, there's like flashbacks and scenes where he's smiling. And it's like the fakest smile I've ever seen in my entire life yeah. from an actor. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy is not... Uh, this is the last movie this guy made. It's 2020. He hasn't made yeah. a movie since then. He's got no, no projects in the works. and uh, He's going to get it. This guy is going to be your next Mission Impossible. I mean, much like Kevin Sorbo in this movie, that's a wrap, pal. No, I think he's got a very bright future... I think well, he's beautiful inside and out and good actors. I think he's a real Peter Rainus. <laughs> he is a real Peter Rainus. If Peter uh, Rainus, now that's a good name. Why didn't we think of that when we were talking about the movie? Peter Rainus. Peter yeah. Rainus, I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there is the aging uh technology out there that this actor is Peter Rainus that took the aging um goo. Maybe to the dome. Maybe he took that goose straight to the dome. Yeah, he probably did. Probably, yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, can Christians eat pork? Ah, oh boy, did I? I haven't thought about that since uh, last time we recorded this podcast. Yeah, but mentally, I'm just give me like ten seconds. I'm gonna mentally dive into this movie. Sure. Replay it in my mind. Sure. And see if I can find any pork. So okay, you while you're doing that, I'll I'll continue spoiling Clerks Three. So yes, Dante's life is just absolute at the start of Clerks Three. His wife and daughter, and then Pork. he just is for the rest Pork. of his life. At the end, of it. and, and he just she dies of the pork, and then then he's and then that's it. And sometimes you don't. All right, perfect, great, great. So can Christians eat pork? No, uh, uh, decidedly. What did? Wow. Okay, I thought we were saying inconclusive from now on, but I guess no, we're just saying it's, no. It's inconclusive. Um, no priest, uh, with full garb, held up pork, told me that this is pork, and it is okay under Christian law that he eats it and then show the consumption. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Did anybody eat pork during this movie? A lot of people ate during this movie. There was a lot of eating scenes, but like it's ice cream or it's like a plate. Hot dog? There were there's a point where the main guy and the director and I guess the director's wife are all at the main guy's house and they have a plate of food that I couldn't tell you one thing that's on it. It's a bunch of different shit, and I don't know what it's... Some of it looks like it could be cheese. Some of it looks like <coughs> it could be sausage. Some of it is just a mush of stuff, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, it looks like he just went to the craft service table and went, give me one of everything. Well, for all you lizard spiritists out there that think uh, we're all being controlled by lizards... This is probably your first clue. So go to this movie, go to this scene. It's about 42 minutes in. Yep. Um, and see if you can identify lizard food. <laughs> yeah, everyone's eating crickets, and it's very... At first, it's off-putting, but then you just go, oh, this is just the reality of the movie. That's okay. Crickets that are meant to look like our food, which we should be eating crickets yeah I insects are the wave of the future as far as protein is concerned of course they are yeah when we can't when the when the food belt collapses and we need a different source of protein it's going to be crickets 
Yeah, in 10 years, this segment's going to be, can Christian eat crickets? And the answer is, yeah. The answer is, yeah, they have to, because that's all we have now. We just have crickets (laughs) compressed into bars. Okay, whether we have to or not, will we go to hell for it? Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. So Christians can't eat uh, crickets. No, but they can certainly go to hell for it. I guess uh, may uh, Christians eat crickets is probably... (laughs) Better. That's a good yeah. At the case, okay, so at the end of the show, they? yes, right. Of course they can. Anyone can eat anything. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Biggie played a shit if I wanted to. <laughs> so okay. So instead of asking, can Christians eat pork? From now on, we'll be asking, may Christians eat crickets? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if that sticks. Or pork. Or it's pork. probably can Christians eat pork because that's cool to say. You know, and like. It is inconclusive, but it is also a lot of eating is done. So there, maybe that sausage is pork sausage. It doesn't look like pork sausage. It looks like farmer sausage, Okuba saw. It wasn't conclusive, but it was definitely eye opening. Mm. Nobody ever goes to a luau and goes like, "Pass me that that succulent pig." <laughs> With full Christian gear on. Yeah. Thank you. Please. Thank you. I'll even take, like, a Cosby sweater and, like, slacks. That's sure. pretty Christian. As long as you have a big crucifix over that sweater, then, yeah, of course. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Hey, what did you think of 2020's Faith Under Fire? I I think it's back to form as far as the movies we want to see. It had everything in it. And, like, we touched on a couple of things, uh, like, Clerks uh, three. Dean Kane oh, punching yep. the guy mm-hmm. very early on. Uh-huh. Um, just watch this film and bask in its uh, ever-loving glory. It's a good one. Oh, you know what? We didn't even talk about Kevin Sorbo's best line in this movie. Give it to me. Uh, so it's when we first meet him. I started talking about it, and then we got off on a tangent about something else. But I do want to circle back to this. Uh, it's a, right when we first meet Kevin Sorbo, and he's a doctor. He's the doctor who's doing the like cancer stuff. And he goes... I'll do everything I can to help her, including praying for her. And the main guy goes, well, I thought doctors weren't supposed to talk about religion. And Kevin goes, I'm not ashamed that I'm a follower of Christ. It's like, okay, well, no one's no one's asking you to be ashamed of it. We're just asking you to keep it to yourself. It's It does kind of follow his character in real life, though. That is kind of a tweet <laughs> that he would tweet out. Yeah. I'm sure he. I'm sure if we went back and listened to all the Kevin Sorbo tweets of the weeks, one of them is probably "I'm not ashamed of being a Christian." I'm sure that's basically the subtext of all of his tweets. But yeah, yeah, probably explicitly. God bless some tweets. God bless all tweets. We love tweets. We tweet you, please, please. Uh, well, Faith Under Fire, ten out of ten. Love it. Check it out. Pay for Pure Flix so you can watch Faith Under Fire. Um, I'm um, I'm really looking into uh, Crossflix Plus. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. What? How much you pay in a month for PureFlix? Uh, way too much money. Yeah, right. Yeah. For what you're getting, bunch of garbage. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of new garbage with a bunch Ugh. of old good stuff. Give us Veggie Tales and Bible Man and Faith Under Fire, and that's it. Yeah, we love Veggie Tales. We don't want to like do it on this show and do like a pithy review of it because we respect it so much but we should yeah the people want it they want the people it. want it. the people they want it hey steve creep 
I'm sorry for spoiling Clerks 3 for you. No, you're not. No, I am. I genuinely <laughs> am. I did it as a laugh. And now that we're at the end of the episode and I can't wring any more jokes out of it, I am sorry that I spoiled it for you. If I was a true fan, I would have saw it already or seen it already. That's true. That's true. It is kind of your fault, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, yeah, you're right. It's 100% your fault that I spoiled it for you. Yes. You should have seen it already. I haven't seen it. Why? What do I care? And to all you people out there... <laughs> I love you. I love you. We We love love you, you, please. please. That was a hearty burp. I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. If I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Play ball! Baseball, baby. I was just missing that theme song. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Baseball's coming up, baby. In the Clerks 3!